0: You're listening to Podketeers.
1: Welcome to episode 453 of Podketeers. This week we talk about the latest update to Disney Dreamlight Valley, a new addition to the Haunted Mansion that seems to have gotten the original Hatbox Ghost treatment. San Francisco is coming along at DCA. Mel shares her thoughts on Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We talk about when clout can get dangerous. Larry gives his thoughts on World of Color One, Wondrous Journeys, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, plus more, and we cap it off with our Disney history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcuteers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. On that page, you'll also find easy access to things like our latest episode, a Quizneyland playlist, links to our YouTube channel, and Goofy Guys Adventures YouTube channel, and a link for information about the FGP Squad. Speaking of the FGP Squad, also known as our podcast fairy godparents, a very special thank you goes out to them because it is their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for podcasts. Tears gear, additional content like the Podcatears after show and access to our happy hour calls just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family we invite you to check out podcatears.com FGP and as always a super special thank you goes out to all the members of the FGP squad for their continued support. All right, well, it's time to get this episode going. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you come back for more. But of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 453 of Podcateers.
2: got like a weather notification and it's supposed to like snow near me which is not usual um what? but really? yeah it's, it's gonna be snowing like down to a thousand feet i live right on the cusp of like a thousand feet so it's probably won't get That's snow cool. like right at my house but it's gonna snow <laughs> it's have gonna you get ever cold. seen that happen oh it snowed at our house before yeah it's, it, uh, does it look more like hail or
3: like snow, snow?
2: No, it like floats down and it's snow. It's it's snow. And really? Yeah, I live. Are we uh-huh. talking a
3: slush dog snow or are we talking like snow in the Himalayas? Snow.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a <laughs> slush puppy. Exactly. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> go. Nice. It's just like I dumped a bunch of uh, un uh, un. Uh, what do you call it? Like. Like no flavored uh, Slurpees all over the floor. Yes, <laughs>
1: there you oh. <laughs> oh, go. Wow. I would not eat those Slurpees. No, no it's it'll especially it, the yellow ones. No, most yeah, of the time if it yeah. snows, it's,
2: snows, it doesn't stick. It's it, every once in a while it'll stick, but it's like a millimeter. It's one layer, and then it'll heat up and it's gone within like an hour. But ah. I've lived in places where it's snowed before. But yeah, you need like a just like a nice cold, well, like warm beverage. It's be good to be like bring the hot chocolate back out because I kind of like Dude. put all that stuff away. You know what you need for your hot chocolate? Huh? You need one of Melissa's
1: cool new toad mugs.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. we should get. I should order one. Do you have a bunch in stock, Melissa? How many you got? How do we do this?
0: These How are actually pre order, so oh. you would have to order Ooh. first, and then it'll be shipped to you after. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Tell people and where then... they
2: can go to get your mug. The fine folks. The po- fine <laughs> squad-cateers. Squad-cateers.
3: <listen> <laughs> well-
0: you could go to my website, which is the And I actually have it on my homepage or in my home decor section. And it's one of the first things that it's listed there. No? What's perfect is that the face actually matches like how we're going to feel about the weather. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's X's in the eyes. So that's how I feel when it's really, really cold. So perfect. Uh, so like- if you know yeah. anyone who needs <laughs> that, that's it.
2: <laughs> maybe maybe put a little nip of something in there. With yeah.
1: Those oh guys. yeah. So, <laughs> perfect for hot <laughs> right. chocolate. Hot perfect toddy. for a coffee. A hot toddy. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, if you want to pretend you're drinking. You know, water, you put Yeah, you put water you or other <laughs> clear listen. liquids <laughs> if that is what you choose to do. Maybe of the potato-based water kind. I there don't you know. go. Vegetable water. <laughs> Vegetable cool. water, yeah. I don't know what you like to drink. I'm not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't drink in the cool mug that Mel has for pre-sale at TheOddMouseShop.com. Hey, you got to say it but, right, Hazen. Uh, TheOddMouseShoppy.com. Uh, there you go so if you're interested in checking that out and purchasing one for yourself we'll put a link up on instagram in our stories we'll also put the link up on discord for you to check it out uh it's a cool mug i like the eyeballs and the x's because it reminds me of how i feel after sitting in long meetings sometimes It's relatable. I like so much you know came out I was thinking of for Toad.
3: Long meetings that are going
2: nowhere in particular.
0: Yes.
3: I think a mug was a great idea because whenever I get on Toad, I think of the immediate end scene.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, right. When I you get through dragons. the heat. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those rides, kind of like rides, like when it's whistle. cold and you get out in Disneyland, you've seen that scene where you go to, well, H E W hockey stick for yes. the kids in the car. <laughs> El uh, infierno. Yeah. That is Caliente. Yeah.
2: Ah,
0: so, Pretty much all of that is why it happened. So yes, I could have used that freaking mug
2: when I ate one of those gross candies. I texted you oh. about. They were so bad. Oh. I didn't tell I like you, Larry. Them. I what, what are they called? Tell these people what this is because I. It was like it was like chili watermelon flavor. And well, those are my favorite. By the it way. was it's like an kind
3: acquired of taste.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're they're the They're the they're called picagomas. Yeah, they're like yeah. yeah.
2: They are chili covered watermelon flavored candy. No,
1: they're they're kind of gummy.
2: They're, I don't know. It looked like I don't know. It it looked I don't know. It tasted like it was supposed to be a joke candy. I don't oh, geez, know. No. I'm the whitest person on the planet. <laughs> so Andrew. it's fine. But, yeah. you know, I was at my cousin's uh, birthday parties turning four. Uh, my cousin's half Mexican, half white like me. Well, I'm not half. I'm white. I'm a very, very white, white man. <laughs> and I can't handle anything. <laughs> and so they get the best of both worlds. There's all the all They have stuff from all over the sides of the family. So they did a piñata. And, yes. and it always
1: tastes better coming from a piñata. Yeah. right a <laughs> Paw
2: Patrol uh, piñata. Um, oh no! <laughs> and, yeah, Poor the body Chase. fell off, and oh no, it was <laughs> the, the pink one. I don't remember oh. what, like, visuals, Sky Ooh. or something. I think maybe is that Sky? I think she's so. the one I in the helicopter, right? I think that's what it was. I don't okay. know Paw Patrol, but I think she that's was what it was. Crushed All that out of was the air. left was a head <laughs> was hanging from the tree. Oh my! God. Uh, As always, at the end oh, of the no. pinata. So, but uh, my uncle picked up one of those and handed it to me, and oh, you got to try this. And I go, okay. it it looked all right and it was not all right so (laughs) um warning for any uh people that have not tried this or didn't grow up with these uh flavors uh like i have uh they are hard to uh digest devour I, i had to spit it out it was so bad
1: the, the ones that they make here, there's, like, two versions of them, right? There's the ones that they sell in Mexico, mm-hmm, and right. those are the flavorful ones to me. And then there's the ones that they sell in the United States, which are not as bad, in my opinion. Now, if you're not used to eating spicy food, like, I can understand why that would get you. Because they are spicy. They're just not, like... They are. If you get, like, the Mexican version spicy, uh-huh. right? And it's funny, because while you're evading a candy with spice. I recently went to the store and saw a jar of Famous Dave's pickle chips. Like they're it said sweet and spicy on there and like I like spicy pickles and I thought, "Oh, these were great. Like I could put them in sandwiches. They're already pre-sliced and everything's fantastic." I opened the jar and I'm ready to put it in a sandwich. And they are so sweet, I could not stand them. (laughs) Like, it just, like, it tasted like overly, overly, overly sweet relish. Okay, there was nothing spicy about these pickles. And so, what I did was, I took this giant jar from Costco with these supposed spicy, sweet pickles. Uh, And I dump like two cups of chili flakes into the jar and I put it back (laughs) in the fridge. I shook it up and I put it back in the fridge. And two days into it, whoo, baby, Uh. that's some spicy pickles.
0: (laughs) Nice. I would not have thought about that.
1: (laughs) It made me happy. If I had like actual chilies to drop in there, I would have done that. But I didn't have any. So I just did a bunch of chili flakes and it did the job. I mean, I... You know, it, it it did what it was supposed to. But
2: I'm just picturing you like opening up the chili flake packets from like pizza and like. <laughs> oh, there. I know that's, that's not good. what you were I, doing, but that's what I'm picturing Has it's. Funnier. I mean, I've
1: I've done it before, man. I've done it before on other stuff. You gotta have them in the reserve, right? There's always those emergencies. You gotta you keep them in the throw glove them compartment. Away. They're still good. No, nah, man, yeah, you keep are. them in the glove compartment with a bottle of Cholula or Valentina, Ooh. and that way when you go out to the Denny's <laughs> or something, you know how to put the, the good hot sauce, because all they have is Tabasco there, so you gotta carry that uh, what did I see on TikTok the other day? I saw somebody that carried their own tortillas into a Denny's and they were eating like their breakfast <laughs> with it, idea. I was like, okay okay, That's not gone that sorry, far Dennis. yet, but no. I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely wow. a sad
3: imitation of a tortilla at Denny's so I agree Do they? with that decision uh, oh, I've yeah, I've never, never had them? Had them? Oh, uh-uh. no, no bueno. No me gusta. Oh, man. Well,
1: I guess they knew what they were doing then. They are seasoned pros that is in the right. tortilla <laughs> game for Denny's breakfast. It's funny. Well, it's been a crazy week because, you know, Dreamlight Valley came out with an update last week, and I thought, yeah, this is the update. We're ready to go. I'm ready to play. And I just haven't pl- played at all. Uh surprise, surprise. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I've been recording my Dreamlight Valley gameplay because I've you know I've been trying to just have it so I could put on YouTube and just have a, a whole playthrough, you know, at some point. Now the bad thing is I also haven't had time to edit those videos and put them on YouTube. So they're all sitting on an external hard drive right now. But I have this like weird guilt that happens whenever something new comes out in the game because I don't want to play and advance in the game because I feel like I'm obligated now to record my gameplay because I already started it. I feel like now I have to see it through. And so I don't really play unless I'm recording. And this week, I finally uh, decided I'm starting a second game. Uh, It seems like overkill, uh, but y'all don't understand. (laughs) <laughs> I want to <laughs> be able to play all this stuff without the guilt of having to record it. I know what you're <laughs> thinking. Some of you might be thinking, well, then don't ju- don't record it, right? J- don't record it. Enjoy your game and just move forward like a normal person, you freak. But I, c- I kind of feel like I want the content for the YouTube channel. So... Uh, Problem solved. I started a second game. (laughs) The problem is that I don't have pumpkins. I don't have anything. I'm literally starting from scratch here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's funny because now I kind of know the ins and outs of the game. And so I'm taking a different route. Like I didn't open up the beach immediately. I didn't open some of the stuff that took less dreamlight. I collected enough to do the Glade of Trust so that I can get okra to start money making with some okra. And so the strategy is totally different now right Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. i did start a little bit of the new star path and i finally i had enough to purchase the castle because they have a castle that you can buy to replace your home Mm -hmm. it's like uh, cinderella's castle from walt disney world Mm -hmm. um but i can't use it (laughs) it's it tells me when i try to swap it out that i need to upgrade my home to like the highest tier has to be fully cost you yeah, so the first upgrade I think is 20,000, the next one's 50, the last one's 75,000 uh coins and I can't use the castle till it's fully upgraded. So I'm I just started upgrading the stalls, Scrooge's shop. Uh I've been grinding through Dreamlight to try to open up as many biomes as possible. Uh so I left my game alone, like my original game alone for a little bit. So the pumpkins have been sitting there for a week and a half now, un- unharvested. I've oh. been losing out on the the chestfuls of pumpkins that I would normally be getting on a daily basis, but that's okay. We're starting a second game. It's all good.
2: You have a whole two rooms full of pumpkins. I think you'll live. Two and a half, sir. <laughs> two and, <laughs> two and, and a half. half rooms of pumpkins <laughs> <laughs> a whole going lot on three
1: two. <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, this game, it can be addicting. It can be pretty soothing if you're looking for something to just pass the time with. Uh, but be careful because, you know, you might be thinking like, yeah, I'm going for like 30, 45 minutes of time wasted today. Seven hours later, <laughs> you're like, where did my day go? I was supposed to grocery shop today. What happened? <laughs> but it's so fun. It's So fun. I just got Mirabelle and Mini Casita. Nice. Super fun. I like it knowing what's been happening to me Larry and knowing these issues that I'm facing starting a new game and you know time wasted and I mean time invested in the mm. game how do you feel now? Are you still, you still jumping in? you still ready to like run out and buy a game console to play?
3: I don't know about buying a game console. He just, <laughs> just, before, guys, off camera, a little bit behind the scenes for you all, he did just show me a very cool tool using an iPad. I do have that access, but I don't have a PS5 where you can remote in, which is another, it's kind of like when you guys always try to sell a 3D printer game mm-hmm. when I hear about, it's like that's getting me on that same path of being like, <laughs> I guess I could get a PS5 just to play. But I really am waiting for that, which I heard you guys mention the feature of the multiplayer coming. I think that's the one that's going to get yeah. me because I like playing with you guys. And you guys now being the pros and being to hear, like I said, to hear it through you guys. It's kind of like, like a hype game. So it's like, when do I jump into the game to not feel so much You know, not that where it's overwhelming, I guess you'd say, but more in the place of where I feel like I could start chipping away at it, like because like when you say right now, like I have no pumpkins, but I decided to go this route instead of what I did last time. That makes me feel good about it, right? Because I'm like, okay, then there's like a path you could choose, right? But I don't know, man. I I really don't know. I wish I kind of (laughs) would have threw it on my Christmas list now, PS (laughs) Five, but totally should have, dude. I didn't think that one out. Sure didn't.
1: I have to tell you, seeing this on different consoles. I think I talked about this briefly before, but I've seen this now played on PC, I've seen it played on Xbox, I've seen the gameplay on PlayStation and I've experienced it on the Switch. I mean, it is night and day how this game is designed for consoles that can totally handle the gameplay. Like it plays at a reduced frame rate and I think that's like trying to trying to get the game to keep up or bring down how it plays on the switch uh i can see why so many people get frustrated with it like if you don't know any better you don't play on other systems or you don't have access to see what it's like on other systems then it is what it is right you just kind of get used to it but after seeing it on the other consoles and seeing it and seeing how it runs on a pc Dude, I like, I go, I've seen, like, I've seen people doing a thousand pumpkins, like, on an Xbox, and it's night and day how different it is on the Switch. Which, wow. in a way, frustrates me a bit more that Nintendo isn't really pushing to create, like, a Switch Pro or anything to compete with the other consoles. They're just kind of like, yep. Here's, uh, That's kind of how they've
3: always been, though, right? Yeah, here's the yeah. new
1: Zelda game coming in May. If it locks up on you, sorry, Jack. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, those new Pokemon games? Yeah, we know they're locking up systems and the, the graphics aren't keeping up, but you know what? You'll love it anyway. Keep playing. It's like, you're not Disney, Nintendo. Stop trying to Disney us on this one. <laughs> just give us a Switch Pro, okay?
2: Just We need some, like, stop. Like, you know, like, what, uh, w- like the Game Boys and stuff, they'd have like all those add-ons. We just need like a RAM add-on, so we oh, can like real. plug it in the bottom. I think that's Mad a good cats idea or here. whatever, somebody make it. Right. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be yeah. great sixteen idea. gigs. Click it in the bottom there. Right?
3: Well, people love customizing their computers these days. I can't imagine if you made it like real cool and it lit up or something. Like mm-hmm. having like one of those custom pieces that adds on. I'm just saying.
1: You know what? Let's okay, Nintendo. Here's a freebie for you. <laughs> You don't, and I'm sorry for all you Switch light users, but this, for at least the dockable Switch, here's what I think. You can dock it with USB-C, mm-hmm. right? That's how you get the HDMI and everything out onto the TV. What if the dock itself had like a Radeon blah-blah ATX 8,000 million kajillion video card. I'm not keeping up with video cards, so I don't know what the cool latest one is. But let's say the dock had like a really awesome video card integrated into it so that when you seeded the original Switch into the new dock, you could play as if you were playing on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X or on a really ramped-up PC. Like it gives it the juice that it needs – to let you farm a thousand pumpkins without it crashing when you're trying to farm and harvest your thousand pumpkins. Do you need a thousand pumpkins? Yes, okay? Just give me this add-on that we're talking about. You're welcome, Nintendo. We are for hire. Send us all Switches. Yeah, we're, just, the, it, we're,
2: the, we're the idea people. I don't think yeah, we're going to we be are. coming up with the you know <laughs> schematics for the, actual, or the uh, yeah. said doc, yeah. but we got the idea. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>
1: and the marketing pitch. Yeah, I can we'll, only yeah, imagine yeah. that.
3: You know, you want 10,000 pumpkins. You need this in your life. Right. That, that's bad. right? Done. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be
1: the pumpkin king? Boom. Get this ad on. Switch. Dot that's bumping. it.
3: Bum, 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 bum. Perfect. Release <laughs> it right around music. Halloween. It gives yep. you time to develop
1: it and design it and beta test it. We're here to help you beta oh test my it. Release gosh, it around it Halloween. Like a pumpkin.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pair it up with a Nightmare Before Christmas character run, like a new mm-hmm. biome or a new door in the castle. Look, I'm telling you, Nintendo, you're welcome. We just made you millions. Okay, send us free switches with the new add-on base. You're looking welcome. for the shipping, right? That's here. right. <laughs> I'll pay the twenty dollars shipping if I have to. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I think that'll break the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. So
1: tons of updates. Uh, I'm hoping to do at least a couple of videos because we finally have an answer to the potato mystery. So I'm going to make a quick video on what you can do. about potato. Oh, I don't know about this. I won't tell you now. I'm going to see if I can put the video together and put it up on the YouTube channel before the end of the week. And there's a new red potato that looks like it's been doused in hot Cheeto dust that Mm. there's uh I I'm going to try to make a video for that Tell me well. There's a golden hot Cheeto out there. There's a golden hot Cheeto chip <laughs> thing potato. Uh um, quick Doritos yeah. potato. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, hopefully those videos will be up before the end of the week, probably after this episode releases just to give me a little bit of time to record them. They're going to be pretty short. It's going to be uh just kind of walking you through the basics like we did with getting the golden potato. Uh, but at least you'll have some closure about what it's about and what it's for. So pretty excited because like everything we've talked about, where we want the story to go, and how we've connected it to like Atlantis and stuff, I feel we're seeing more of that in the game now. Uh, and like the the Dreamlight Valley account posted this like demon squirrel coming out of a portal like earlier this week. So I thought, yep, yep, this is happening. Yep, demon squirrels. Atlantis is coming. <laughs> totally connected.
2: Definitely.
1: Hey, speaking of spooky things, let's jump into the parks because there's some changes that I thought were pretty interesting. The Haunted Mansion got an update this week where they set up a a gag that Mark Davis had originally drawn out for the Haunted Mansion. It was a bat in a birdcage next to the big chair where the infinite hallway is. Just kind of like right as you're rounding the corner into the mansion, uh, and then, you know, it was there for like a day or two, and then it was gone. Totally hatbox ghost its way out of the mansion. But it was a cool gag. I thought, hey, this is, this is a nice little addition. It's not a big addition, but it's nice to see some of these concepts making it into the attraction. A- anyone hear about what happened?
2: I've not seen, like, any news on why it's gone other than it has been removed. There's only like and not a lot of people are reporting on this like anyway. So it's um very interesting to see what is happening here. It's like it was there for like two or three days. It was not very long and then it was gone.
0: I was gonna say I haven't heard anything either.
3: Yeah, where was the exact spot?
2: So as you know, come like... up, you go up the stairs. You know, you look, uh, look, right. You know, get in your doom buggy. You go up the stairs, and then the first thing you see is the the endless hallway. And to uh... the right is the armchair. God. Gotcha. Or no, I'm right. sorry. To the left Locked. is the armchair. Right. The, the, armchair. armchair. Right. the right <laughs> is the armor. The left gotcha. is the armchair.
0: That's it's oh. just strange that that would happen. Even if it didn't work, I mean, just leave it there. It's still pretty nice to see something different. But, um, yeah, no, that's just weird. It's just weird to do that.
1: Here's what's going to happen. Let me predict this, okay? So this bat is in the birdcage. It's there for, like, two days. And then all of a sudden it disappears. 50 years from now, they're going to ask somebody that was at Imagineering. Like, I don't know. Like, You know, Tony Baxter won't know about Mm -hmm. this, but, you know, maybe Daniel will, right? And so Daniel will be like, oh, well, it was in the logs. I mean, we saw it in the logs, and, you know, um, after that, it just kind of disappeared. Nobody knew where it was. And then there's going to be another up-and-coming Imagineer that's going to be like, yes, we perfected it, and boom, it's going to be back in the mansion on the anniversary of the 100th year of the Haunted Mansion. I don't know, pick it (laughs) up, but... And in some future Hmm. anniversary. I mean, which ironically wasn't the Hatbox Ghost anniversary, but it was Disneyland's anniversary. So, you know, it works either way. Hmm. But years from now, we're going to see that gag back in there. And they're going to be like, we didn't have the technology at the time to make this work. But now we do.
2: Ha, ha, ha. These red blinking eyes. That's hard. That's (laughs) red blinking eyes. We've not done it in a thousand attractions before. We've never used red
3: LEDs. Yes. There's been a lot more weirder things that have gone on shortage for (laughs) random attractions. Don't curse the red blinking eyes. Supply chain issues. Something, something, something. (laughs) 50 years of supply chain issues for red (laughs) eyes.
1: Oh, man. Well, I hope it makes it way its way back into the mansion. Like I said, it's not a huge addition, but like you said, Mel, it's nice to see like new little additions now and then, right? And, you yeah. know, when you have an opportunity to pay homage to some of the original designers of the attraction, it's always fun. And it's always nice to see their ideas come to life in a way that you never thought would, right? So mm-hmm. but here's to hoping that it comes back. Uh, let's see. Over at California Adventure, we got some big changes happening in Pacific Wharf. Uh, Andrew, tell us what's happening.
2: Well, it's here, folks. Everybody's been clamoring. They've been waiting with bated breath. You know who can? Disney One Hundred. Bah. Pff, Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. Old news. Tron Light Cycle. I don't care about it. <clears throat> San Fran Sokio, Now nah, that's what I'm talking about. Everybody is. They can't wait to. Eat the same food with a different sign above the building and then there's gonna be Baymax there. So mm-hmm. buckle your seatbelts, folks. This is gonna be one thing to see. I don't know. There's they're putting so some, much enthusiasm. They're, they're yes, some, I know. They're putting some signs <laughs> on the building and they're putting some bridge stuff on a bridge and Baymax is gonna be there um so <laughs> i don't know it's like there's it's it's nice that stuff you know getting a little refresh um i hope the gear deli stays that's all i really care about in that area um i don't know if Boudin bakery tour is long for this ah. world so oh, no we might not get to see colin mockery and rosie o'donnell anymore <laughs> In their video about sourdough bread and the mother dough. I don't know. There's no really, nobody's saying what's coming, what's going. It looks like the um, Baymax meet and greet is going to be kind of over there near the entrance to Cars Land. The the one with the arch near the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. It looks like that's Mm -hmm. where the Baymax, kind of near where the beer truck is now, I think. Yeah. that's where the Baymax meet and greet will be. Other than that, it just looks like uh, a bunch of signs. I mean, they look nice. They're drawings of signs anyway. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Be excited. We're excited. There's <laughs> signs. Baymax is coming. Even though I met Baymax in like what? 2014? I don't know. When did when did uh, a Big Hero 6 come out? I met Baymax in uh, Tomorrowland then.
0: About that time,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. I made mean, Hiro Hamada yeah. and Baymax, and he said blah la blah blah and all that kind That's of stuff. That was almost ten
1: years ago, man. That was like twenty fourteen.
2: All right, I'm a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a okay. decade of Baymax
1: at this point.
2: Yeah, you know what? I guess it's a animated classic now. <laughs> Big Hero Six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that what? How long is it until something becomes cla- It's like uh, or vintage. I think it's like twenty years. Twenty five. Twenty five years. Twenty five or twenty five. Yeah. All right. Nice, so 25. just think about this. Uh, it, let's see. What is that like? In like two years, Lilo and Stitch will be vintage. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's coming.
1: It's crazy. I mean, I I like the fact that they're redoing this, right? I mean, that area of California Adventure, it suited the original idea of the park. Like, I get it. Like, they were trying to represent the San Francisco area, but there was nothing to it. And if you're really trying to create an area... Like, you have to keep up with what the other parks are doing, right? Like Universal just opened up Super Nintendo World and while it may not seem like a super immersive area like Cars Land is, it does put you into the big Hero 6 film or at least that's what we're hoping from the concept art, right? We've seen concept art look super right. amazing and then look
0: not like the concept art.
1: Like a, a patch of grass released.
2: with some... Uh, with some. Uh, <laughs> Light posts in it, yeah. Sometimes it becomes
1: that. (laughs) So it's gonna be interesting, (laughs) yeah.
3: I know, Roger Rabbit, it's the Roger Rabbit effect. I know. Oh no, (laughs) my poor fountain,
1: (laughs) Larry. How bad is the construction right now in California Adventure for San Francisco?
3: I haven't seen it affected that. Bad yet. I've seen the the walls going up. You know when they they start building out when they do like those large scaffolding. Right. uh it, I wouldn't say it's affecting traffic in that area. And I think that's the whole plan. Like you're mentioning, Hazen is trying to create an upgrade in an area where um, they could do it by section, and it doesn't really have to be this major overhaul refurbishment of shutting down that whole place. Because, like I I, I know even though I know you are talking about the foods may stay the same. Those that whole food court area, if you're thinking about just logistics going to the park, it gets used a lot. And everyone talks about the beauty of tacos, everyone talks about the beer garden there and the bread bowls that all comes out the bread, the Mickey head bread that all comes out of that area. And I think they were like, How do we theme this? Because it needs to be themed. And that's where I'm at. Like, it's anything I'll always remember California Adventure for what it was, right? But it didn't have a true heart to Disney Mm -hmm. through the whole time it's been there, right? So anytime I see something like this where they're bringing something that has, you know, an IP to it or 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 has some kind of relating to Disney movies, I'm down. I'm like, let's at least try it, because even if it doesn't execute to the way that we envision it in the concept art, it's better than what it is right now. When I look at it every time, I'm all like it's a fisherman's wharf in the middle of by Pixar Pier, you know, like it's right. It just looks like and it doesn't feed over Mm -hmm. even if you look across from it it's the wine treaty i don't ever Trotter. say that word. it's the wine Trittoria. country Trittoria. Trittoria.
2: i'm not italian so that area yeah, how about that are. it's that
3: yeah <laughs> and i'm i'm cool I'm, i don't see a lot of inter that's what i'm thinking the interruption may be kind of weird for guests that don't come all the time but for the magic key holders annual pass holders we still call here um I don't really think they're going to see a difference in regards to just like, oh, that's different. Hmm, that's really cool. I finally see I'm seeing this come together. And I think that's one of the cooler things. Unlike what I'm going to go with Andrew here. When I did go into Toontown the first time when they got Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway open, it does feel like I was still until you go, don't knock it. Because I was happy as a child being an adult now seeing Toontown and get a refresh. But I'm definitely agreeing with Andrew to see the fountain gone and seeing pieces of Roger Rabbit disappearing and it's just grass right now you're kind of like oh okay interesting i could see where this is going and i'm excited but maybe this could have just still been blocked off and i think i would have been okay with that To when it's finally done
2: yeah walls will go up around that grass again and they'll finish it i, you, I would right. assume i mean it That's might stay who
3: knows if it stays just grass then we'll have some complaining about but we don't i don't <laughs> think it's done Same thing with San Francisco. I think people will complain, like you said, if it doesn't really hit and execute. You guys have talked about it. We've seen plenty of concept art that just doesn't land at the park at the end. But I'm all for the attempt to refresh, especially now seeing hints of like the scaffolding at Toontown of what's going down. I'm like, I'm down. I'm starting to be like, I'm buying in again. You're right, Hazen. With Super Nintendo World, like, and I heard you guys talk about too. The when you see it right on video. Um, people are forgetting how tiny it is It's really small, but the actual execution of it from where it's originally coming from um I believe Japan right um, yeah. so that's that's it's really replicates that well and it's nice to see that come here to America but these are like fresh ideas Disney's working on to refresh a part that they have at the park already so I'm all in
1: yeah and I think we forget sometimes that. When you compare the size of, like, Super Nintendo World and something like Cars Land, they're not that far apart in size, right? right? One is a little bit longer, you know, because it takes you all the way down to Radiator Springs Racers, so they need a little extra, like, strip. But I I would have to see if anybody has the information of, like, square foot-wise, like the comparison to both lands are like super nintendo world is more going up right because they have the hills and the pipes and all that stuff right and they have the attraction but i I, i'm almost certain that they're fairly close in size but the experience is so similar right because you're putting people in this world that they're used to seeing like avengers campus it's a bunch of buildings that have a bunch of paintings that make you feel like you're in something Avengers-related, right? It's not that much different than going into a downtown Anaheim or whatever and seeing buildings that just have signs and stuff, right? Whereas something like Cars Land is fully customized and immerses you in this world of radiator springs same as super nintendo world you're in the mushroom kingdom as soon as you walk into this land you know you walk into diagon alley you know if you go it you know to the wizarding world like you are there right for san Francisco, yeah it's just gonna seem like a bunch of buildings and stuff like that but if the concept art gives us anything to be hopeful for is that it's going to look like this futuristic full of lights area with all the neon and stuff that makes it look like you're in that part of San Francisco that we saw in the film and that made us excited to see Baymax flying around, you know, the bridge and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm excited. I hope that they stay as true to the concept art as they haven't been able to with past projects with this one because I mean I, I think it has a lot of potential even if it is just an eating area like you said Larry and if everything stays the same I mean, who cares if it looks awesome it's going to look going to look awesome right
3: I love eating in Avengers campus I love going to Pims I love mm-hmm. going to those areas just because it's awesome and side note guys little Disney hidden fact a cast member gave me inside of Pims kitchen when you go to each side of the soda so on one side if you okay if you're looking at straight towards the kitchen on the left side is they call the beehive because there's like a little maybe you guys knew this but there's like a little bread clip thing that you put on there and it's like full size that's the birth date of um, the wasp and then you go on the other side they call it the ant heel because it has the birth date of paul red ant man they have the ah. birth dates they're labeled like bread labels you know when they go bad that's cool i just found that out this weekend so there you go nice. so there's like things like that. That if you guys check it out, you'll see they're like these little bread. The things you get when you get brand new bread and it tells you the date, they're big size. They're like the the little
2: tags, the little like like square. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I just found that out by a cast member this week. So that's stuff like that where I love eating there and I'm like, you hear the Avengers Campus music. I can't, you know, if it nails with Big Hero 6 feeling that vibe of San Francisco, it's like I'm in. I just would love to chill there and have a meal or whatever or have a a nice uh, adult beverage and just enjoy it. I'm with you. Yeah,
1: and I know they said they're gonna do the Baymax thing, but I mean, they're—I feel like they're gonna be losing out if they don't bring out the other
3: characters. Yeah, I think so. I just don't. I think they don't want to say anything quite yet, right? We've like we were talking about Kang the Conqueror just made an appearance, which I missed out on. But they—they do it in Avengers Campus all the time. I was gonna
1: (laughs) ask you if you got a chance to see (laughs) Kang, man. They—they've been so. Uh, consistent with getting new characters into Avengers mm-hmm. Campus, that I mean, I as soon it was funny because I started thinking, like, I wonder how long it's going to take them to announce Kang. And it's almost like Instagram read my mind. Like, I know it's already listening to me, but apparently now it's in my brain because as soon as I thought <laughs> it, I scrolled like two or three posts, all of them were ads. And then I saw Kang the Conqueror coming like to California Adventures. So uh, yeah, they didn't waste any time on that, and he he looks pretty awesome too. Like the costume looks pretty awesome.
3: I've only seen pictures, and I'm I'm scared because I'm like I've missed out on. I never got to see uh, Wanda. I I never got to see her in person, and I, I've barely got to see uh, Moon, Knight, uh, Moon Knight as him. You missed out, oh, no. Andrew. No. Too late. Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to do to math
2: <laughs> on how big Cars Land is versus how big Super oh my gosh. Nintendo World You're is. trying to figure it out? So,
3: well, there's so much, and see what Hazen's talking about, just a quick, I don't want to go too far off this, but there's like now seeing a lot more of video online, not being there yet, but I am planning to go, just a heads up, guys, um, to Super Nintendo World very soon. Um, the actual park, there's so much like, to get coins you know how they have it super nintendo world to use your band to get coins mm-hmm. i think that creates a little bit more of the congestion in that area oh. which is what you're talking about maybe yeah. at cars land if there is a similarity in square footage of usage of how land they definitely disney knows crowd control you know that's what we have to think about always when we're here because there's some days we get increased crowds yeah and Universal, they're just like, we got to figure it out what we have. I think a lot of times, like you said, we use this as two purposes. We use this as a set for movies and shows and commercials and also as a theme park. You know yeah. what I mean? There's two things going on there.
1: Yeah, that is a challenge because I think Super Nintendo World is on the bottom portion
3: of Universal. Yeah.
1: Like, it, you know, you have to right. take the big stairs or the yep. big staircase all down. the so, way down.
2: So, yeah, uh, here's here's the answer for you. Um Super Nintendo World uh all encompassing with its buildings, show buildings and everything, 1 acre. It is okay. 43,000 square feet. Wow. Uh Cars okay. Land including all of its show building 12 acres. Wow. Wow. Yes. Over 440 Thousand, it's a lot more space. acres. Wow! It is, it is yeah. 10 just ten to twelve acre? times. Are we yeah, talking, one acre? But that's including racers, right? Well, so Super, yes, that's including the building. That's okay. including all buildings and everything. But remember, Super Nintendo World has one attraction and one restaurant. Right, right. Uh, wow,
1: <laughs> Cars my, Land. My has, depth perception, looking down, yeah. you know, the street in Radiator Springs is
3: totally off. I think the Avengers Campus is a good comparison. Hazen. I, I would. Really I let's see. I can measure it right now. Uh, <laughs> What's <we're gonna ta-da, laughs> well, a good comparison? I'm uh, math, by the way. <laughs> technically, I mean we always talk about too. Unfortunately, it was Tower of Terror, but now uh, Mission Breakout yeah. for Guardians of the Galaxy. But that is technically a part of that's Avengers, Avengers Campus. campus. Right? I'm gonna so include like, it
2: in the measurement.
3: It's a tight. Should we preemptively
1: include the include the Hyperion where Rogers the Musical is coming to? The not Hercules yet. thing, Can guys. I don't know. Do I, I heard your it? conversation. It's not Hercules.
3: I'm not willing to give up on it. I know, Andrew, you broke it down really well as a theater, as a theater, as special, as <laughs> right. no need your field of work. Es especialista. But I'm not going to give up on it. I, I want Rogers. Trust me. I'm just telling myself to not be heartbroken when I walk by there. Because every time, everyone's going to be like, Hercules is amazing. And I'm going to be like... Well, I lost Aladdin and I never got Rogers, so I don't like it. Avengers Campus. <laughs> is, don't get me started on Frozen.
2: Avengers Campus is about four, one, two, four to five acres. So it's about four uh, to so five times the size of, uh, Dang it. of Super Nintendo yeah, World. La, it is closer to space. Right. Yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go. Either way, you're still trying to create an immersive experience, right? And. I'm it's just, it's so crazy like we I kn- I know the size but you see, see those that. videos <laughs> online of Super Nintendo World and it just looks so much larger than what it's it the is right? It's a the perspective. They doing a good job yeah. putting that. Yeah, they uh, definitely did. In. All right, well, I wow. want to talk about some of the park stuff in a moment. I want to I hear all the cool experiences that Larry's been having and been streaming about and stuff. But I do want to comment on something that I saw online recently because, honestly, it gives streamers and content creators, like, a bad name. And two, I hate to say it like this, but how dare you? So here's what's happening. So I saw a video recently... Uh, on tiktok uh, about this family that was showing off a disney hack right and there's tons of those videos you know there's a lot of like oh well if you buy this popcorn bucket for a dollar you can get a refill type hack and like those are If you mobile like, order are... you get
2: something if... something something uh, exactly best like, places to poop hacks... at disneyland those are the worst because they give the best places out.
1: But exactly, right? Like, it's it's a way to enrich your life. It's to make your Disney experience better. Like, we've talked about things, you know, the times that you've gone, Larry, and you come up with tips in the park. Like, those are, like, like good, innocent hacks, right? They're a good way to enhance your experience. But... In the words of Peter Griffin, you know what really grinds my gears? (laughs) I
3: love it. (laughs) This
1: family posted this video on TikTok where they talk about their son, who's apparently a thrill seeker, but he's not tall enough to ride on some attractions. And so what did they do? They waited like everyone else for him to grow, right? No. They (laughs) talked about how they went over to some retail store, a Walmart, a Target, whatever it was and how they cut up shoes and sandals and use gorilla glue to create lifts for this child's shoes so that they were tall enough to ride on an attraction. So back to the how dare you part of the conversation. <laughs> Look, this is the part of the disney community that i think bothers me personally right like we talked about the person with the fire like firework in front of sleeping beauty castle not too long ago and how they were endangering themselves other people and children that were coming around them and this you know these people put out an apology video and they were like "Ah, no you guys don't know like he's okay and it was a it was a fake video and look if it was a fake video then take it down right? Don't leave it up. Stop trying to get famous off of putting your children in danger. And whether you did it or not, and if you just say, oh, we just made the video, but he was in any danger. We didn't even get on the ride. Guess what? Other people that saw that video are going to see it and think it's okay to do it. Other kids are going to have that same idea. And this is bad because the same type of people that, put this type of video up are the first ones to try to sue the Disney company when something goes drastically wrong. And if you're really putting Mm -hmm. your child in danger, shame on you. That's the best way and the most polite way I can say this. I am not on board with this video. I think it, like, this is why we can't have nice things, right? Like, this is the type of video that ruins things at Disney. You know, this is the type of video that, again, gives... The Disney adults, you know, and the streamer is a bad name.
2: So my wife, Tina, she was she saw the video as well before you had shared it. And um, she said there's replies to the video from cast members saying like, yeah, th- this isn't getting past us. And if you did get past that, that cast member is doesn't care that day or they were too tired. But these cast members, they're not stupid. I mean, I'm sure they're trained to be like, hey, look at the shoes, you know, see, okay, you know, you can't just spike the hair up to, to make it go to the bar for 40 inches. Like, cast members aren't stupid. They can see you're wearing your Frankenstein boots, <laughs> and um, your kid is only, you know, 35 inches when they need to be 40, so... Uh... Just don't make people's jobs harder. Like, if if you're going to try and do this, they're going to find out, and then you're going to complain, and then you're going to get thrown out of the park or something. Like, stuff will happen. You know, you're in the wrong. So just don't make cast members' job harder. Wait a year and come back, and he can ride Space Mountain then or whatever. You know the Incredicoaster because the those heights are there for your protection and your children's protection. It's it's not like there's just some arbitrary number where they're like, oh, well, this one I think we don't want little kids on it, so let's just make it forty inches. Just just because this is a you know they're not gonna want to ride it anyway. No, the uh, restraints and harnesses that keep you in the ride vehicle are meant for a certain height person and if you are smaller than that you can like slip out and fly off and xyz thing happen so uh that's why these are there yeah maybe your kid will be disappointed but they'll probably be a lot more disappointed if they're dead and you'd probably be a little more disappointed too so uh just think about that next time you're trying to uh go and skirt uh safety protocols that are there for to protect you and your family.
0: I am so happy. I did not know that cast members chimed in. I was just, as I'm listening and you're saying all these things, honestly, there isn't... Okay, so we spoke about this in the chat and I didn't have anything bad because I saw, and I am so sorry to say this, I saw the stupidity in some people while I worked at Sorin. I kid you not people have tried this cast member I mean cast members know they know there's we have an eye or I don't say I like I mean excuse me not we this is beforehand but you you train your eye to see certain things and guests try to do certain things and it's like no it, it doesn't get past cast members um these people they knew what they were doing and it's actually hilarious to think that they thought they were the first ones to do this <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> for laughing but it's like how dub can you be thinking you're the first person when i've seen this for more than a decade ago <laughs> and i'm sure yeah. it's happened before that too so um there's like at least three marks like i want to say before you get on the attraction there is always three at least three sometimes you don't see them but they're there and they could be like a simple swatch of paint um, a simple line but they're there for a reason because we see everything cast members like they'll be the first line to like look at height and if your kid is not that height sorry but your kid is not going on and so if any cast member is listening and they chimed in, thank you. Thank you. Because that's the truth. I mean, we see it. They see it. They're not dumb. And for this hack, it's like, what example are you setting for your kid? Be a little bit smarter, mm-hmm. people. Come on. You, can't, you cannot be that dumb. Come on. And again, if you think... Yeah. If anyone is trying to think of doing this or pulling the stunt, good luck, because cast members are much smarter because they've seen it all, and I'm pretty sure they've seen a lot more since the pandemic. So don't try them. Be nice to be nice to cast members. Come on.
3: Oh, for me, you know, I I, I live stream. Obviously, guys, we've mentioned that right now here, and so when I go into the park, I I try to be very mindful about. It is posting like, you know, a TikTok family here. It is posting to an online platform where it's up for the world to see. So uh, you guys talked about a couple weeks ago about the guests that bring in a pyrotechnic, technically, if you ask me, a firework into the park, you know, and how your thoughts, you guys explain that very clearly. And this really, I think, ties into that, too, because it follows that same guideline that you guys are all talking about. It's just about being aware of sometimes if you go into your mindset thinking this would be good for clout on the online you know platform or rather is this really to help people try to find that question i know that's hard to ask from everybody because everyone has different morals and different ways they're raised right but then i want to I always tell people in my live stream that it's a private property and Disneyland can make the choice. Any cast member security specifically has eyes everywhere to make the choice to escort you out and then ban you from a park. Is it worth that moment? And like Andrew said on the most extreme circumstance, is it worth the moment of causing harm to you or to anybody else? Like you've mentioned, Hazen, what would you do in that part? And I think for me to kind of full circle back for cast members like Melissa just mentioned too, there's so many things that they have to keep eyes on. It's just a lot for them to keep the magic going. And we've mentioned how sometimes they've gotten the short end of the stick with just other things of just being there. So you know a part of their job is the passion to keeping the magic alive. And when you try to make hacks, that's like being a bad magician, right? When you're cutting corners and not doing the full work. All right, um, Hacks aren't accepted. That's not good. That is the reason the word itself kind of has a negative connotation if you're a hack. Right. So I get it. Everyone feels in these times, maybe they have an experience they want and they would want their children and their kids to have. And they don't want to be outnumbered because of maybe just some natural point of them not having the growth spurt that someone else might not have. But in life, you know, it's not like he's or they or any kid. Or any adult if that I guess. Is going to be counted out from everything. There will be other things they can do and experiences. And then maybe later even to do that experience. When they get to the right height. So whatever happens at that point. Please just be considerate of not only the cast members. But around the people around you. Everyone's paying to get inside the park. And have an experience that they want to remember. Not because they got stuck in line for 30 minutes. Because security had to escort you out of a line. That's probably already got a 40 minute wait. So If you wanna be that person, then sure, you know, cause a TikTok video or cause of a YouTube video or cause of an Instagram story, then great. But I think you have to understand the risk with it. You know, like we just mentioned all layers, does it really pay off? Like, and let's say it did pay off. I think uh, you've mentioned before Hazen, like let's say you have a million, I think this account may have had a million followers. Well then you don't take down this video and now that's with you for the rest of your channel you definitely are going to split your audience at that point too. So it's like, and not including if you had anyone that wanted to support you financially, that could create some jeopardy there too. So it's like, how much is it worth? And really, is it worth doing harm to anybody in any layer mentally, physically? Right. Yeah. That's where I always look at it when I do things.
1: That's a really great perspective. I mean, first of all, I just want to thank the three of you for really calming me down because before I toss it over to the three of you, man, I, oof, oof. Red Bull eyes and steam started coming out. Almost Mm -hmm. as bad as when I first saw the video. You used an interesting word, Larry, and I think it's very appropriate here. It's the word clout, right? As content creators, we all want the viral moment. We all want to be in a position where we could do this for a living and stuff like that, right? These people are... Seemingly doing that, right? I don't know, but they're seemingly doing something right because they have over a million followers, and from what it looks like, they're sponsored by a major cookie brand right now. But if it let's say that somebody America's does favorite. follow it, America's favorite <laughs> cookie brand, right? <laughs> but let's say somebody follows this video and does this, and let's say that they did get away with it because they learned about it from this TikTok. Then again. Like there's some responsibility that goes along with that, right? Like you can't leave it up. Like this is not this is the wrong way to go viral. I I understand the concept of any publicity is good publicity. And there are seemingly some people that thrive on that negative publicity because it's easier to go viral with a negative moment than it is with something positive. That's the truth, right? That's just sadly the world that we live in. But when you're at the point when you're possibly putting someone's life in danger, that's come on, man, that is just not the your right. Own, you your own maybe, your own children. Yeah, that's, what I'm, you love, that's what i That's what bothers me the most about this video. Right. Like I, I, so I get it. There's family vlogs and stuff like that, but when you reach this point, as a joke or as a non-joke or whatever, like I would never joke with my kids like that on in a video. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know. I think that's what bothers me the not most including about the, this.
3: Yeah. The cast members too, like we're talking about, they're involved. Let's say something traumatic does happen and that they have to go through that experience with everyone there at the park. It's we're not there to bring that kind of harm to anybody, right? Yes. So I think that's look at the bigger perspective. Like the clout like I I'm glad you bring that up, Hazen. Is, is it really going to pay off in the end? Like that you'll be remembered? Do you want to Like, hey, I'm going to go grim as Andrew. Do you want to go to your grave of people remembering you? You went viral for this moment. Yeah. That's what it is. Is that what you want your legacy to be?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. Again, I think it's the kids for me that really put it over the edge. And what's worse is that one, I'm glad that cast member spoke up. I'm glad that cast member said, "Look, you're not getting away with Absolutely. this." So, I thanks didn't know that, that part actually. of the mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know that part of the story, so I'm oh, glad that Tina. <laughs> you know, yeah. Thanks Tina for for vetting that out. Um, <laughs> yes. But really you know the the thing about cre- I haven't I haven't gone back to the video to read the comments or anything because I was just not happy with the video, right? Um but I've seen other creators that are in similar situations where they just fight back and they try to justify that what they did was okay. And I think that's, what's worse again. I don't know if they did this. I know there was a follow-up video where they tried to say like, we didn't really do it. It was just the video, uh, which in some cases I think is even worse than putting up the original video to try to justify it. But I don't know. I think what bothers me the most is just the, the, the parent aspect of the whole situation and how they use their child in this way to to get that clout, right? So I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's just going to make me more sad and more angry at times. So I want to talk about happy stuff. I want to hear about park stuff. I want to hear about, oh, Mel, you went to go see Quantumania, didn't you?
0: I did, Can yeah. we take
1: a detour and talk about that in a bit? Yeah, I, yeah. Alright, well, before we do, I want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to slash links There you will find a link to our Patreon, a list of some of our top contributors, and a little bit of a little information about what the FGP Squad is all about. But being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like additional content over on Patreon, uh, access to our happy hour calls, random giveaways, a special section of our Discord, and more. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to help you out with any questions that you might have. Uh, and, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support.
2: I'd like to make uh, a correction really quick. I me- okay. I did not measure the show building, so I want to be fair. Uh, the uh, The show building for the Mario Kart ride is about... Uh oh it's a big it's like the same size as the entire uh <laughs> land. So with the it. show building it is closer to three acres. Oh, Four okay, acres. So you're right, so it's, about it's about close to Avengers Avengers campus, campus so. but yeah. half of it is a show building.
3: Well, yeah, right if on. you see the ride from Mario Kart, it, I mean the queue itself, if you guys oh my god I, if, if, looks amazing. If, if
2: what this thing is is the show building, then yes. So yeah, are you just like but on still... Google Maps trying to I'm just on Google Maps.
1: That's insane. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks good for the job. map. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. So I want to get back to the park stuff because I want to I wanna hear about some of the experiences you've had, Larry, with Toontown and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, uh, World of Color, all that good stuff. But before we continue, since we were talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mel, tell us about Quantumania. Should we Ooh, say spoiler free, okay. spoilerific? Spoiler oh, I, alert? I won't
0: spoil anything. Um, Are you sure? Because we could just talk no. about the
1: whole movie. You could just tell us what's happening. <laughs>
0: no, 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 I don't want to do that. Because what if you guys want to see it? No, no, That's no true. I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm just excited. yeah. No, I'm good. Um, I'm gonna give it in a perspective of me not knowing anything about the comics because I don't read any of the comics. I'm only going for. I want to see what it is. That's it. So. I got to see it in Dolby Digital, which is always fun. Um, I'm going to say it was worth the price because at the end, I still felt like, hey, this was super fun. So I'm going to start off with that. The movie itself, to me, was a lot of fun. The trailer that you see had me thinking this movie was going to go in a different direction. So that was really good. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I say something real quick? Side, side note, um, <laughs> not even Marvel. <laughs> DC fans, I got to see the Flash trailer on the screen. You're going to want to see this in, in theaters. Um, I'm Batman. Yes. Seeing, <laughs> I was like, because you I'm know, stoked. you get to see the trailers or stuff GN. before the movie. So what I had seen was actually different than what was shown at the Super Bowl and which is cool so you know what kudos to dc good good job good job on that um and then just seeing batman on the screen again was like pretty awesome so yes go go see it there <laughs> okay back to ant-man um <laughs> i just had to get it out there so yeah that was for everybody else who was excited when we first talked about it was it last last, last week i guess so last yeah, yeah last week yeah. so that was for you guys um <laughs> So quantum mania is fun. It's hilarious. Yes, it is PG-13. However, I'm going to stress this out. However, there's scenes where I don't know if 13 year olds would have seen it because there's some words that come out and it's like,
2: Oh, I thought we were gonna like see Paul Rudd's butt or something. I don't know
0: where we're going. With no, this. <laughs> would I have said that? No, I would have said adults. You guys would have loved it. Okay, so <laughs> no, but um, I was like, whoa, they let this word happen so many times, like maybe five times. So I'm like, I don't know. It, it's up to you guys, up to you parents, guardians, aunts, uncles. If you guys want to take, you know, niece, nephew, whoever. Just heads up. Just it's very short, but I'm just letting you know. Um the galaxy looks really pretty. What they create ooh, didn't mean to hit my, my mic. I'm all excited. <laughs> um what they bring in the quantum realm is beautiful. Like it's colorful and I don't remember if I said that already, but it is it's very rich in color. Um you your eyes are all over because there's just so much you meet characters which are pretty cool so i'll say that i'm not gonna say anything else um just think of the fun it's more of a sci it has more of a sci-fi look to it and i think that was like that's what caught my attention a lot more i've been just watching a lot of sci-fi movies and shows so it was just it was different so um If you're not really used to that, it may throw you off as a Marvel fan because we've been seeing a lot of like, um, I guess, modern time superhero kind of things. Um, And yes, we see different worlds, but this was more of a sci-fi like kind of thing per se. Um, How would you compare uh, it to
1: Multiverse of Madness on that scale?
0: That's a good question. Um, This one has more, I would say, more world-like kind of sci-fi-ish oh, okay um multiverse of madness was more like you got to see all these tricks all these things all this trippy stuff and notes and whatnot you didn't get to see more of what you see for quantumania but that's a good mm. question i didn't think of it like that um my only um other warning i would say it for me the script green became too bright at some times so I don't know if it was the screen but f- you know I know a lot of people who deal with migraines or sudden lights that may trigger those if you're feeling like you're you've been having those kind of headaches those kind of migraines you might want to wait a little bit until you see the movie um or maybe not see it adobe because yeah, I like I said say. there's some points that are just so so bright and like I said, for me, it was if it's too bright for me, I'm pretty sure someone else who may have like those problems, it would be like 10 times worse. So other than...
2: See it in one of the small screens where it's an old... Yeah. I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't changed the projector bulb out in a while. <laughs> it might be less bright.
0: Maybe. Maybe. That was like, okay, that was something that I had realized. And yeah, they give you... um They do have a like warning of there's flashes and stuff, mm-hmm. but... I, I didn't I was like that's more of like totally bright stuff. But other than that, I had I had found myself at the end of the movie to literally be like my feet were on the chair and I was like mm-hmm. I don't know when you get that comfortable and you're just like watching it. I wasn't bored in any way. I didn't disconnect or anyway. Um oh, and there are two scenes. So stay in your seats.
2: Two end credit
1: scenes?
0: Stay in your seats. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice. do we get
1: yep, do
0: yep. we get an
2: appearance by uh oh i always forgets his gets his forget his name the but his buddy
0: i will not say mm. nada. Okay. No, I just, is it. he in it that's all i it. could tell you I, you want me to tell you off the? Well, is it, <laughs> i mean
2: i <laughs> i guess if it's okay. that big of a plot deal detail we'll just leave it alone
0: nah okay so no he's not okay he's not in it that's, that's
2: <laughs> sad face <laughs> um, was
1: was the
0: recast
1: of Cassie a big deal like I know that uh, Catherine Newton was recast as Cassie um, and it came as a big surprise that Emma Furman wasn't going to be playing her did it take away from the story because for some reason people are making it like a huge deal online right now
0: no not at all I thought she did great so I, I didn't even know that there was problems like that people had problems with her Mm-mm. I don't think
1: they did. It was like at least the way that it's Maybe being reported. It. <laughs> I don't know the details, right? Yeah. I'm just kinda going by what people report online. But I guess they just wanted somebody that could commit to more films in the future because, you know, they're where they want to take the character. So uh I guess the only other question that I have is did this feel like did this feel like the official beginning of this next phase and did they do a good job of setting up where you think the mcu is going now that we've already seen you know where hawkeye goes where we've seen the marvels goes i mean obviously we're getting the marvels film you know which was originally supposed to release sometime mid this year and now it's going to be later in the year they're swapping like dates Did this feel like the official kickoff of this next phase finally? Like, what was the vibe going into this film for you? Like, did it feel like a really good standalone film or did it feel like it was only made to set up what comes next?
0: No, it's a good standalone film and it does give you that build of, okay, this is going to happen. Like, you're, like, watching everything. Um, You're watching this person just climb climb and then you you find out oh okay and then it keeps going and so yeah it does set up for the next phase um you do have some questions and i did have one question but i'm not going to ask it because that, that'll spoil so mm. no i will wait until everybody watches it and i'm gonna you know write it down because so i don't forget but um but you do see, like, when we met Thanos, you know, I didn't know about him. But when you met, when you met him, you know how you're like, oh, this guy's bad. Like, like you're, you're barely seeing this little bit of him, and he's just bad news. That's what you're getting. You get okay. those kind of vibes. Yeah.
2: But does it okay. say Ant-Man will return? I think that gives
1: away some of the
2: story.
0: <laughs> I cannot say or <laughs> cannot All cannot these questions I that, that are just like <laughs> easy questions
2: Does it say Doctor Strange will return In the Ant-Man movie Can you answer that for me Melissa It actually says Thor, oh, Thor
1: will beep. return <laughs> <It> says, <laughs> If you pay attention at the end It says Thor will return It's
2: like an anagram It's something else But if you have to switch around <laughs> the letters It says Thor it's will funny. return It's in funny Indie writing
0: It's funny you say this and you ask these questions. You're gonna get Easter eggs.
2: And it is almost so you're gonna hear
0: little things and see things and be like, "Oh, this, 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 this. this—that's it."
2: (laughs) Oh, I guess I just have to go see the movie and stop asking questions about it. (laughs) I just watched—we just watched *Wakanda Forever* the other day, so on Disney Plus for the first time. Uh, So I know I don't want to have to wait for Disney Plus, though.
1: I know near me there's. Like uh, uh, another drive-in in the city of Paramount, and then I think the other closest one is out towards uh, where you are, Larry. So Got I don't here. know, man. Either way, it looks like it's a it's an evening out. Or I guess I could kids, just go at like ten o'clock in the morning when nobody's at the at the movie theater and just watch it at at the local yeah. AMC. When ten in the, the morning, in it'll class be and... you
2: and some old ladies. I'm taking a vacation day. There (laughs) There you
4: go.
1: Maybe that's the way we watch it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't want to wait too long because, you know, it's always funny. Like when California Adventure releases a new character into the park, because Mm -hmm. in some cases. It it feels like a spoiler, right? That's how it felt like with Black Panther when they released the new Black Panther right into the park. It was like the day after the film release and it's like, oh, that is clearly a female Black Panther. (laughs) So we kind of knew it was happening already, but you piece things together and then you see people posting online live and you hear the voice of the character as they're introducing the new Black Panther with Dora Milaje. It's like, Oh yeah, that's clearly that character that we thought it was gonna be. So that's the one downside. You know, I know Disney wants to be like right on top and create these experiences, but don't spoil your own films, man. Just have some
0: mm-hmm. restraint. Or the gram. I don't know. Right? Damned
2: if they do, damned if they don't, because the yeah. It's, I like that it's kind of I like guess. if if we didn't do it, then I mean there's this they're doing the same thing with Loki, like Loki episode drop, there it is. Uh, they're at the thing. Yeah. It's also yeah. like Yeah. Then if they didn't then they'd be criticized for not drop you know, not changing things up and da 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 da. So I get both sides of it. Uh so I don't know. It's damned if they do, damned if they don't. Very true. Very true. Well, thanks, Mill. I like I'm You're
1: welcome. I, I'm more excited now. Like I do want to go watch it. I might, I'm going to have to figure out how to watch this film soon because uh, it was hard enough waiting a couple of weeks to go watch Wakanda forever. And like, I feel like I'm running into the same issue now, but you know, still trying to be safe. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's jump back to the parks. I want to talk about your streams, oh. Larry. I want to <laughs> talk about the stuff you've been doing in the parks. I want to hear about wondrous journeys and Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway <laughs>
3: Well, I'll try to be as, I mean, I know you guys can go watch videos, of, including my YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures, if you want to see these things, uh, but I want to give you guys um, what I've learned on these new 100 Years of Wonder offerings. It's a very consistent theme, um, and maybe it's just the way Disney does things always, and maybe I'm just recognizing it more going to the park and more with the live stream, but the consistent theme is some of these things you have to. No, all of these things you have to see with your own eyes. Um, And for, I'll just start off. I think the one that's getting the most, uh, I would say, criticism are their nighttime shows. Um, People have seen Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway from what they offer at Disney World. And now they're able to see it here at Two Town Disneyland. So I'll save that one for last. But if we're going to start off, well, I don't want to do, I'll do like an honorable mention. Um, Mickey and Friends, uh, they have a little cavalcade that they do. Each day, um, and goes down from pretty much small world area down by the uh, castle on Main Street, um, very small, but the all the characters you want to see your you know significant six and also some other characters I'll mention on there like Meribel, or you know you the ones you want to see from Encanto that get tossed in there and they're in, they have special things that tip off to the Hundred Years of Wonder and the fat you know significant six are there with their overall costumes that you want to see with that really cool hologram or iridescent look that they have which is really nice and the music that they use when they come down for this cavalcade is really fun and does give you those vibes of like oh man i'm loving this feeling of like i don't know like a commercial like you're in a disney commercial when they come by and you're like you're just seeing like the slow-mo shot of like goofy for me like giving me a wave and like give me the whole hugs in the middle air, you know, like air hugs or whatever. And then, like I said, I say honorable mention, cause it's really small. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It's not like a long offering. If you could prop a spot on main street for like just chilling, watching the castle for a minute worth the chill to watch this little show. It's, it's very nice to see. So then that leads right into, you know, wondrous, uh, the fireworks show slash projection show. If you're there, there during the week, uh, that's in Disneyland and then World of Color One. Okay. So I'm going to stick with uh, World of Color One first, which is the World of Color show over at Disney California Adventure. I really want to emphasize to people if you're looking, you know, Melissa's talking about visuals from the Ant Man movie, right? Quantumania. World of Color now, the projections. You know, I saw some differences during the holiday time. Like, they're up in these projections or something. I just saw slight things. No. The justice is done now to Imagineering. Watching World of Color in person and or even on video, I think, if you get a good shot from someone's vlog, the the projections that they're pulling off on water. It's on water. It's amazing. And some of the segments that I want to give shout-outs to, the Coco segment Hold some, hold some tissues. I mean, Aww. if you love cocoa, it's gonna, it's gonna smash you up in like. If you thought you were like a hardcore soulless, I don't know, hulk, hulk <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Brother. If you thought you could, if you thought you could just, yeah, if you love cocoa, brother, if you thought you could just cut through it, I don't know. This is gonna cut onions on you, and I'll tell you, be ready. Uh, inspiration for sure with Pocahontas scene for me, um, and then. <laughs> I've never, for me, I've never had a Star Wars and Marvel dedicated scene in a nighttime spectacular at Disneyland Resort. And I was seeing it on video. This is what I want to mention. When I saw it on video for the first time, I did see it on video before I went in person and saw it. When I saw it in person, as soon as the scene, when Rogers comes out and says, on your left, Done. I immediately was like chills, and then I was like, I'm all in, and they're showing the Avengers and their logos on the water, and there's like little pyrotechnics going off, there's fire, and then you get the Doctor Strange, and then Hulk closes the scene. Hulk closes the scene out. It is and the things they project and the lights they use on the uh Incredicoaster, oh my goodness. It just the cohesion there. Now the criticism is the cohesion of the overall show. I will agree with people. Like it feels like sometimes the transitions could feel different for everyone. Cause they're like, I don't know if I connect with the way if you're going to compare it to World of Color as the past, the original show, maybe that won't work for you as well. But if you're looking like for a hundred years of wonder, yes, this is like giving you like, you know how we're just talking about how long is it 10 years is it now? Does that really feel like it now it becomes like a legacy or what? Kinda does. Because you're like, wow, I don't realize Avengers been around that long. Right. (laughs) Star Wars, some of these things. Um maybe I'm hyping this up more than what it is, but you know what? I will tell you this. Okay, so Coco and that at one one, World of Color One. The end of the show. Are you guys wanting me to do you want me to hold off or do you want me to spoil you may have saw it at the end of the show. Are you I'm just asking I don't
0: mind. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
2: The
3: scene with Walt
2: for Larry. From Larry.
3: Spoiler. There's a scene with Walt, and walk away from that as a Disney fan and tell me that it didn't hit you. That's what oh. I say. Walk away from that <laughs> scene and what it circles in with World of Color. If you think of overall where it starts, I want you as a Disney fan to come to me, come to the channel, and say, It didn't hit me. And I'll be like, Well, I guess I was wrong, and I'm totally willing to accept it. That scene they show, and it's in, it's funny because there's like a color outline, but Walt is in black and white, and it's so just tasteful in the way they did it and it's on water it's a projection and you're just like immediate and it kind of catches you off guard because you think the show's over but that's not the end and it's just man it's just like a nice cohesion so i would say world of color one is worth watching a couple of times in the wherever you can get to now jumping over if you want me to Hazen, unless you want to talk about world of color one i want me to jump to the next one I mean nope.
1: there's there's so much that I would want to ask but I feel like I I I think I just need to watch it. I think I just <laughs> The thing is that I mean I've seen a lot of clips, right? Because people keep posting them and then, you know, if you're live streaming from there, I mean I get to see that as well, but I like I think I just need to find a way to see it in person. And I think that's where i am at this point like i'm seeing like the projections for wondrous journeys and i'm seeing like world of color one and like even runaway railway right like i i've seen the queue and everything and i'm like hot damn like i ah ah (laughs) right that's like my immediate reaction and i i just feel like i need to figure out a way to be there
3: it's, and that's, you know, on, like I said, watching in video, it's easy to be a bit of a crit And I've gotten this from viewers too that have watched, you know, either we have people that are on a uh, shout out to our FGP members that go out and join the the live stream and you guys too. And then also tell me later on that they watched in person. It's a little bit different. Um, and they, they say that and leading into wondrous, the fireworks show it's slash projections. If you're there during the week, same thing parts. I want to give a shout out to uh, the projections are amazing. On the castle. But if you ask me. Going to Small World. Little spoiler here. Actually the projections. I think are better over there. Um, nice. They're really good. And there's the scape of it. It's a lot more in scale. Than what you get in the castle. And depending on where you're at. Everybody wants a castle shot. Right? Right. Now. The trade off. If you want to see Baymax flying. Which is. It is what it is. The soundtrack. They use that music. And that scene. Inspires you. Immediately. Like. I think the inspiration is what they're trying to create in these things and showing like the the story they're giving is inspiration, regardless of adversity and being a part of something bigger to building. And it's really that show builds. And I think with other people, like once again, you get Moana and that. That's a good shout out. That my favorite part. And then Big Hero 6, like I just mentioned. And also you've get some of Encanto in there. And Atlantis? Dude, do not sleep on Atlantis. I can't. See?
1: I'm I saying. Don't ver-
3: I, I just I'm slept saying. on it when I was a kid. Like, whatever about that movie. And then now it again, all of a sudden, it's just like warm these things. And let's, I mean, we all kind of have a soft spot for the Hunchback of Notre Dame, right? Sorry, Notre Dame, uh, I was yes. say. But it's a really great scene. And it's like, I think for our generation, maybe, and even maybe before well, for us or after us, they're connecting again, and uh, shout out to Winnie the Pooh. There's a scene and that transitions at the end with Winnie the Pooh that really hits. Like I'm not a big Winnie the Pooh fan, honestly, I'm not, and it did it just hit the right note. And like I've mentioned before, I heard the testing. Now it makes a lot more sense, and the finale is very good. And I'm going to say it, Andrew. Is it good as the 50 years of wonder? No. I mean, see, with the 50th anniversary. Remember Firework, dream
2: comes true. The best show ever.
3: <laughs> the best show ever. I know. Maybe I'm sentimental on that. It's not. But this show is no second slouch. No way. This goes up probably very close to my second. And that's between that and the Pixar one they had before. Or I think it was called Pixar Friends. The, uh, the fireworks show they had. That that Pixar Forever. One. No, no the, that's, pic, I think, the Pixar Forever. forever. Pixar Wait. Forever.
2: The, Those the two Pixar are like. Are the from <laughs> Pixar Fest.
0: Because that Together one forever. made me cry. Together forever. Together forever. Together Forever. Oh, there we go. I Keep know because I below. posted
1: a video <laughs> on the YouTube channel for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Together Forever Together. and this, it's it's like a tie for me in second behind that. And that's just because, okay. you know, 50 years. Yeah, the, remember dreams come true. But, dude, the, the projections are awesome from the castle. And like I said, if you want to see my Small World, great shot. And the fireworks... They did a good job. This one, I would say it's up there. So it's worth trying to get a fireworks shot. And then last but not least, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. I really underestimated this ride uh, going in. Um, Now, side note, I tried to stream it twice. Very bad internet over there. That building is humongous. Let's just start off with that. So my last stream that I did this weekend, actually, if you guys want to try to see a video of mine, that was the best one I ever got. It was on February 18th. So if you want to check it out. That's like the beginning of my video in the first 30 minutes. It's the best I ever got it. But after that, it's always been really bad. It's just a really big building, which leads into this, what Hazen said. Going through just the part, I've went through both sides, the lightning lane entrance and the virtual queue. Virtual queue side is better because you get to see a lot more detail in the queue. Even though you have to get in on that one, it's worth it. It's really nice. And that's the one, thankfully, I caught on my live stream from this last Saturday. So if you want to check it out, really cool detail in there. And then after that, you just the the pre-show. There's a scene you see with Mickey and Minnie there, and they're doing like you're starting off in the L. Cartoon Theater, right? Uh, the Cartoon Theater Capitune. and Capitune. Capitune. That's it. Thanks, Andrew. You got it. And it transitions so awesome with this scene. I cannot explain how good they make you feel like, oh, you're in the cartoon, you're in the movie, and then you go inside to the pre the queue area where you're getting before the ride to get on the Runaway Railway. And once Goofy opens up and that scene starts and you see the perspective of Mickey and Minnie driving by you on this Runaway Railway with Goofy and it splits, boom. It's just everything in scale and in projection in an animatronic feels like it's synchrony. And then you forget you're on a trackless ride vehicle. So all of a sudden I told people, it's like a balance between, this is gonna sound crazy, Luigi's Rockland Roasters, and rise it's the balance between those two what you feel like on that ride sometimes you're like rise you're like whoa there's a good jerk or there's like the swish real quick transition does that on mickey and minnie's runaway railway and the ending of the ride i mean it's just so sweet it's just a mickey sweet moment honestly mickey minnie Aww. and it, it slowly transitions you out you know how sometimes when a ride ends like for example pirate boats pile up at the end of pirates of caribbean you're like oh, i guess i'm stuck here looking at the map yeah. <laughs> on this one <laughs> When it I'm ends, even if there. <laughs> I'm there, you feel like you're a part of the ride still. Like there's stuff happening. There's like little fireworks and there's this like little bird. I swear if they sell this little bird at the end Chubby. Like if Disney wants my money, is that the bird? The
2: bird's name is Chubby. And they Chubby they if they sell him at Walt Disney World, so they should sell I want Chubby him. at Bring him Disneyland. here. I want
3: Chubby so bad.
1: It's Yossoy Bird's cousin. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously.
2: I'm that should be so his full in.
3: name, yo Soy Bird. yo Soy Bird's cousin, <laughs> yo Soy Bird Tony. It's so good. The projections, I can't give you. And there's tons of Hidden Mickeys. And there's also a Club 33 shout-out if you guys can find it within oh, nice. the area. Nice. If you can find it, let me know. So nice. if it's in the projections. You have to, I hate to say <sighs> it, you have to ride that ride at least twice or three times to get the full appreciation of because it happens quickly and everything is scaled. Like, well, you're going to be looking up, down, side, right, and things will be new each time you ride it. It's crazy. Damn. The See, building. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm,
2: I've been on Google Maps. The building for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is just a slightly bit smaller than the entirety of Super Nintendo World. That's what I thought. It's yeah. humongous. Just the show building. <laughs> the show building it's, itself it, is 24.2 acres. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, the show building is uh, uh, almost four acres. <laughs> or no, almost three acres. Fish. It feels oh, almost tent, big,
3: yeah. as big as Rise. It almost feels that big, but I know it's probably not. But it does feel that big as when you're in there, you're like, "Wow!" Just the That's transition. Crazy. Oh, you talk about transitions too. It is you could get a different experience each time depending on what of uh, your your uh, part of the train breaks off because they break off. Mm-hmm. It's a runaway railway, right? So you get different perspectives each time depending on your row and then where you're at placed. But then the main, I would say, the main like enhance parts of the ride you feel like you're getting the best seat to it though that's the interesting part
4: damn See, i'm
3: awesome. sorry guys Just making me one i'm sorry <laughs> <riding laughs> <even> more <sighs> uh all right hey the at least the lightning lane wasn't doing so well i got i hate to say they didn't do so well so it was going down to 15 dollars at some point which you know if you were trying to get in and out real quick but then you're gonna miss out on some of the cooler things in the queue uh like i said if you get the virtual queue you get through a longer experience in the queue area damn
1: well looks like i gotta figure something out at this point to go ride (laughs) this attraction But yeah, I mean, there's so many great things, right? I think the expectation for Runaway Railway was set pretty high because it was such a popular attraction at Walt Disney World that, you know, knowing that they were bringing... It's weird because when they first announced it, when you heard, oh, it's just going to be a mirror image of the one at Walt Disney World, I think from an attraction standpoint, the first thing people think is, oh, great, they're just copying another attraction. But... I think it works in this case, right? Especially with the visual elements of the El Capitoon and, you know, the difference in the visage itself of the show building, you know, you're entering the, the Chinese Grauman theater over at Hollywood studios. And, you know, the way that that was repurposed, they didn't do anything outside of the building, right? They did everything inside. So they didn't have to board anything up. They didn't have to close down an entire section of the park or anything in this case because of the reimagining of toontown they had to close it they had to you know take down an entire section that was already pre-existing you know they had to take shops and everything down and so uh I, we got the better version i think because of the the experience, and 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 I'm saying this having not even been on the attraction. I'm just going off of, like, what you said, the videos, like, your streams and all that stuff. I mean, we definitely have the better version, right? So regardless, I feel like this is one of those where if you were ever on the fence of, you know, getting Lightning Lane or something to just get on the attraction as quickly as possible when they first announced Lightning Lane, I was like, I'm never going to pay for attractions. But listen, I don't like standing in line anymore, so Lightning Lane, bring that on. I'm all for yeah. it. Am <laughs> I going to miss the queue? Yeah, kind of. But, I mean, the attraction itself is so good from what I've seen on videos that I'm I'm willing to trade it off for now. You know, the attraction's going to be there forever. It, it's not like, you know, it's going to be my only opportunity to see it. You know what I mean? But I do want to make sure that I... Get on the attraction at least once to see to see it. Am I willing to pay twice if it's fifteen dollars? Yes, maybe three times, but you know, uh, especially if I can get like pay in four after pay or something inside <laughs> of the, <Disneyland> the <laughs> <Lightning> <laughs> Lane. I'm all for it. Disney, there's another idea for you. Um, but I want to go back to Wondrous Journeys for a second, uh, because you know one of the the things about fireworks. And the projections and everything that they do is, you know, you touched a little bit on some of the scenes that you had an opportunity to see, some of the memorable ones. And I think firework shows are difficult because you always want to try to find a balance where you kind of hit the different age groups. You want to hit the different eras with some of the most memorable things. And if you're not careful, some scenes could feel like something you've seen already in another fireworks show. Maybe, maybe the the fireworks themselves are different colors, or it's projected a little bit differently. But watching this in person, how different is the vibe from you know, remember dreams come true and all these other firework shows that you're that you've seen in the past? This is gonna sound weird, but you know, you're you're listening to like music from. I don't know. I think it's broken up into like five or six segments, right? And then like each segment has like different eras. So you got like Princess and the Frog and like Lion King, Alice in Wonderland, Mm -hmm. you know, all in one. And then you have like your Peter Pan and Dumbo and all that stuff in another section. When Immortals hits. Mm -hmm. Immortals to me, I, I guess it works because Baymax is flying over the castle, but this is what I'm getting at. I think you and I have very similar feelings when we watch the fireworks shows. How did it feel watching and hearing Immortals for the first time, which has been used in a Disney film, but it's not a Disney song, right? It's like the first time that we've heard a non-Disney song as part of the fireworks shows. Like, what is the overall feeling knowing that all of a sudden we've broken out of the Disney universe while being inside of it because it was used as part of the soundtrack, if that makes any sense to you.
3: Right. And it's funny you bring that up because... The first time I watched it on the live, doing a live stream for the channel, Goofy Guys Adventures, I was at the castle and I had to give a shout out to Rebecca for always holding down these spots. I was right near the Walt statue area, the partner statue. And it's funny, uh, side note, sorry to do this, but on the side, the shot I caught for a lot of times, the Merriweather... A fairy that comes out looked like it was in Walt's hand not by that's cool. on purpose it was <laughs> nice. weird in the shots I, I, could, I gotta look up which one it was but the viewers pointed out for me like it looked like the fairy was in his hand it was trippy but anyway because you know he's like are you talking about out. the but,
2: the blue fairy which flies yeah in the yeah the blue fairy the blue for fairy. Pinocchio
3: yeah Pinocchio my bad sorry I said fairy. my bad yes that fairy um but to go back to that i think what helps in that scenario I was bringing up a viewer said is that even someone that was on the live stream said in the chat like is that a disney song like they mentioned it and it was coming through on the chat and i could see and i was like they caught it and i definitely caught it but for me it's weird i caught it as when i saw it on the screen i looked back and i was watching and i was like i was so caught up in the scene before that that they build to get to that part and to see it used in this fireworks show i didn't how do i say this it didn't break away from what the story they're trying to tell on this fireworks so like when i talked about other the together forever one uh, from pixar they're telling a story right and that's what you kind of want to get in it and so for me it didn't bother me but i could tell other viewers that are like and even either disney fans whoever that they could see that this is a breakaway from what you would usually get out of a fireworks show if you're going to compare it to you know, remember dreams come true. It's it's that's where you get that breakaway of like, you're not maybe getting the full like cohesiveness of a Disney telling fireworks show. But I think for this, what they were trying to accomplish, I think it was done well to try it to at least give it an attempt to get away from not always having to stick to the same maybe formula of how they've been doing in the past. Like it has to stay this way. Right. Right. Let's try to make Baymax this climax thing from really out of cutting out of what Baymax stands for and what he is in that movie, and how did they do that? I mean, there's not that many songs you could use that are that inspirational, and I just thought this was their best shot at it. And I, for me, it's the pre part before that, the part that builds to get to that scene. I think that really makes it feel good.
1: I think that's why I'm. I don't want to say I'm confused about it, right? Because I knew it was going to be a part of it. Like, I knew going into it, I was excited that they were going to use Immortals. But, you know, when you've seen other fireworks shows, as they transition between scenes, they're using music from the individual films. You know, you got got your Pirates, your Haunted Mansions, whatever, right? Right. And this one, it's strange because... uh, So, one, I haven't seen the show. This is one that I've been holding off on to watch live at some point but i do know how it was structured right i do know a lot about how they structured it and some of the tech behind it and stuff and i know that going into the like the section where they're playing immortals like the section right before don't they use like a, a song from frozen like for the first time in forever or something like that
3: yeah but there's this i don't want to ruin there's like this small transition to when it gets to that point mm, there's like okay. a very so subtle transitions that are key basically right yeah because so i would say that's kind of where you're gonna be at
1: okay I mean, I, I, I'm hopeful for what it is, obviously. I'm excited because it is the first time that they've broken away from the traditional Disney music that they have as part of these shows. And it was funny because I knew that the video packages that they were going to be projecting were going to be like a sort of a medley, right, of different scenes yeah. from different films. And so exactly. when you talk about like first time in forever, like the section that's right before mortals, you got your Frozen stuff, but I knew that they were going to be doing like Peter Pan and Dumbo I think there's like a Raya thing in there at some point. And then mm-hmm. they also have yep. Treasure Planet. And so then they go into Immortals. And then Immortals has I I'm I'm trying to decipher in my head whether or not they used Immortals Not as a way of showing like some of the best fighting scenes, because for me it would have been like Big Hero Six and Mulan and Raya and like all these like movies that have like these like fight scenes and stuff like that are really exciting like scenes to go along with it. But instead you got like Beauty and the Beast and Pocahontas and The Lion King as part of the immortal section. And so now I'm I'm thinking about it, is it because these films are immortalized in the disney pantheon of films is that why they were set in the immortal section like i'm trying to i'm trying to like rationalize like why it it ended up in that like why some of those ended up in that section right so uh it doesn't take away from how excited i am you know but it's just I, i it's one of the things that's been confusing me uh, which I'm sure isn't going to get any
3: better once I watch it, but <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. You have to watch them, and I think that's really what it is, and that's always what Disney crack kind of is. I think I hate to say it, but until you watch it. And if you guys couldn't tell, if I had to pick out of the two, World of Color One is probably my is probably my go to. If I had to, I like parts of nice. each one. Let me put that out there. But World of Color One, like I just told you, the scene with Walt at the end, really, that's the one. And obviously, to your to your left, you know, on your left, uh, with Rogers, there. That's going to get yeah. me for sure.
1: Uh, you're making me want to go Like right now. I just want to buy out the park. Can I buy out the park <laughs> the same way we're going to buy out a movie theater? Can we
3: get. Some well, that? Yeah, we can. We, I got 10 bucks. Can you guys well, check the couches? Let's, advance, let's do it.
1: Check the couches. On Nintendo See how much us yeah, yeah, Oh, I, I just built out that system.
3: <laughs> right? Nintendo needs to give us an advance, a part of the contract with the they shipping do. and handling. That's true. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, there you go. There you go. I think we have it set. We'll we'll just rent out the park, and we'll just have the park to ourselves. And obviously, invite the FGP members. A la Kardashian. So. <laughs> oh, style. Yeah, well, of course, all the FGP uh, members are going to be there.
3: And the squad, the, come on, Andrew. Squad, cheers. Let's go.
0: Yeah,
2: I got a couple Disney gift cards for Christmas. Maybe some of those will help. Ooh. Nailed it. We okay. got okay. it. We got Shipping it. away. Okay. <laughs> <Shipping> away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, all the ideas that we've given Disney over the years, if they don't want to give us a pass, they can close down the park for us one day. Right?
2: Yeah, it's only one day.
1: It's only Have we don't even want the whole day. Even. You know what? We <laughs> don't even want the whole day. Why don't you close down the park for like an after like after dark event sort of yeah, situation? After right? dark event. So we can like, do it. <laughs> we'll just do from like seven PM to midnight for podcasters and the FGP squad. And then we'll call it even, Disney. Like You don't have to pay us for any of the awesome ideas that we've given you throughout the years and or any future ideas that we will provide for you as part of the podcast. How about that?
2: That sounds fair, right? Oh, yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, I think it's time to begin to wrap up this episode with uh, a little more Disney history and another segment with great moments with mr andrew
2: all right folks great moments this one's a great one 1937 as we all know snow white and the seven dwarves was released in 1937 uh but it's pretty amazing how quick it came together in that year um you know it's been developing and and story and everything been working but january was when the first cells uh were sent to ink and paint And in March, the first cells were sent to the camera department, but camera work didn't even begin until September of that year. Um, And the final animation does not uh, get finished until November, and the last cells are photographed December 1st. So this is all 1937. Uh, Snow White is basically completely uh, colored and photographed 1937. December 1st, film's done. Premiere, December 21st. So 20 days from the last photographed cell to the premiere. um, And the world's first uh, color animated film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, uh, premieres at the Carthay Circle Theater on December 21st, 1937. Now, Snow White wasn't the only thing going on at the company in 1937. Uh, Walt starts planning a Mickey cartoon based on the music of The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um, he purchases the rights and the music, uh, rights to the music and the story. Um, he also meets uh, Leopold Stokowski, who offers to conduct the Sorcerer's Apprentice music for free. Um, he also suggests to Walt that maybe he make a full-length animated concert film, but Walt did not like that idea at the time. Uh, <laughs> there will be more on that later. They also begin working on many. Uh, other animated features some that get made eventually and some that don't um work begins on Pinocchio and Bambi this year but also canceled films uh one based on uh, Chanticleer and on one on Roman D. Renard it's uh, I believe it was a Greek poems or something like that I didn't write it down <laughs> but uh you know they're always working on stuff some happen some don't other notable Disney films released this year. Um, we have the first Donald Duck uh, standalone cartoon that is titled Donald Duck. Uh, the other ones that had uh, Donald Duck by himself were still Mickey Mouse cartoons. Um, so, this first Donald Duck cartoon was called uh, Modern Inventions. Um, also, The Old Mill, which is the first use of the multiplane camera uh, for them. Uh, and a side note, the multiplane camera cost $70,000 to build at the time, and it was wow. 14 feet tall. So nice, big, fun thing there. Uh, go see that at the Walt Disney Family Museum if you get a chance. They have a they have a plane camera there. It's fantastic. Um, and also, The Lonesome Ghosts was released in 1937. The Oscar that year for short subject cartoon goes to the Disney short The Country Cousin. So that's 1937. Uh, lots of hustle and bustle, but we got Snow White um, premieres. But 1938 brings more. People associate 37 with Snow White because that's the premiere, but the public didn't get to see it till 1938. And it wasn't released like uh, wide release in theaters until February 4th uh, of 1938. But it does go on to become the highest grossing film. At that time, uh, and it held that record until being surpassed by Gone with the Wind, which uh, if you don't know about Gone with the Wind, adjusted for inflation, Gone with the Wind is the highest grossing film of all time. Very popular at the time. Other than that, the company is hard at work on both Pinocchio and what is called at the time the concert film, which would go on to become Fantasia. Um, the Oscars that year go to *The Old Mill* for short subject cartoon, and Disney also gets an award uh, for the design and application of the multiplane camera. Um, other fun stuff: uh, Walt receives three honorary degrees this year—a uh, Master of Science degree from the University of Southern California, an honorary Master's of Fine Arts from Yale, and a honorary Master's of Arts degree from Harvard. Ecard Walker joins the studio. He starts as a traffic boy. That name will uh, come up probably six months from now. I don't know. He comes up in a while, uh, but this is where e- uh, Card Walker gets his start. Um, also, Huey, Dewey, and Louie debut this year. Uh, Mickey is drawn with pupils for the first time. Walt and Roy put a down payment on what would become the Disney Studios in Burbank. Uh, Walt Disney Enterprises is renamed Walt Disney Productions. And uh, I shouldn't have ended with this, but on a more sad note, uh, Walt's personal life, his mother Flora, passes away uh, in 1938 as well. So um, big years for the company. Snow White is going gangbusters. I think I read something it makes $2 million in I, – I don't remember. It, it was just – making money hand over fist. They'd borrowed so much money for Snow White. They went like 700% over their budget Wow! Uh, to make this. And it all paid off uh, at the end with Snow White. Um, and that is, you know, Disney's folly turned into uh, Disney's little uh, gold mine right there. So that's uh, a little short and sweet, kind of uh, great moments with Mr. Andrew.
1: It's crazy to think that, You know, as everything's going on, you think of Snow White as a folly, right? You know, that you Mm -hmm. go 700% over budget and stuff, and look where it is now. One of the most popular Disney films of all time. Like you said, at the time, it was breaking all sorts of records and everything. But it just, time after time, you see Walt just standing up for his dreams and just going forward you know like if ever there was something that would describe the word bullish that they love to use in the Disney company it's Walt and his tenacity to just just how he maneuvered through life and he's like it's gonna happen we're doing it this way and I <laughs> I just
2: have a gut feeling right? about it that's, that's kind of like how time. he uh, played it every time I love
1: it it's It just you hear the stories of Walt and it just gives you so much hope that when you truly believe in something and you put everything into it, that it can become something this big. Like it's not going to happen overnight. Obviously, he had some things that failed in the past and he's had hardships and stuff. But, you know, you get to Snow White, you push through it and, and look, it was the beginning of this empire in animated feature films. i I just it's inspiring is what it is when you think about it
2: right Mm -hmm. yeah and it's i mean and that's just i mean that's the highlights of of those two years there's so much happening in those two years with the company with um who walt meets and and how especially how fantasia is developed um it becomes it's it's a really like all around weird story of how fantasia is like goes from being starting out as just a mickey short and becomes this whole other thing with all these different people involved i mean there i also was reading saying like uh people said oh it's uh the premiere snow white at uh carthay circle walt had said to uh somebody a friend or whatever was like oh i kind of want to build a a park for children so that's that there's some you know I don't know how much of this is true. It has references and things like that, but, you know, up at, you know, 1937, he's already thinking about what would become Disneyland. And, uh, yeah, it's, there's so much stuff in, in all of these things. It's, when I when I give you, when I do these segments, it's, it's really just the hits. It's, there's so much stuff that happens each year. I have, like, eight tabs open when I'm writing these. There's so, so many different <laughs> wow. places to get, get information and then okay now I have to look up this person okay make sure are they a Disney legend or not are they this are they that so there's there's just so much history out there so wow. it's it's very interesting to to take this And it's gonna you know I hope it it's fun for listeners and it's fun for me because I get to learn all this stuff oh it's fun over again mm-hmm. if I haven't already but it's going year by year is going to be really I think helpful just for me seeing how the company grows and just like solidifying some of that history and that trivia in my head. Yeah.
1: Well, we need a, a trivia master because there you know how my brain functions. Yeah. We start the <laughs> trivia. I forget everything. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to need somebody that's snappy with the answers. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's about a good place to wrap up this episode Larry, before we close out, tell everyone where they can find you, times and and days that you stream and all that good stuff.
3: Well, thanks, guys. And I appreciate you supporting me here on Goofy Guys Adventures YouTube. You go look that up, Goofy Guys Adventures. I think I sometimes put guy, but, yeah, it is Guys Adventures. Uh, I am streaming at the park. Mostly that's a majority of the content on Wednesday or Thursday evenings, usually sometime after 6 or 6.30 Pacific time. And then on Saturdays throughout the day, uh, every once in a while, I will surprise you. You can follow me at Goofy Guys Adventures on Instagram um, and then get some more information. Also, check out at Podcateers on Instagram. They're always very kind to each one of the Podcateers, including me, right? Reposting each other's stories or reels. So that's where you could get some info when we go live. So I encourage you guys to come and join the Goofballs, as we call ourselves on Goofy Guys Adventures, to the subscribers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: If you want an easy way to remember uh, where you can find our links and links to Larry's YouTube channel, head over to podcuteers.com slash links. There you'll find our latest episode, a Quizneyland a playlist, a link to our Discord, and of course links to our YouTube channels including Larry's. So that is the easiest place to find all of that information in one spot. Uh, and, of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talked about in this episode or anything that you saw Larry stream. Join us on Discord. You could join the Goofy Guys Adventures Discord as well. There's a place for you to talk about some of the streams. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you as part of the communities. And uh, anything else before we
2: wrap up for today? Oh, there's new Quizneyland this week. I'll just hey, real quick. Hey, yeah, new hey, hey. this week. So uh, look out for that in your feeds too.
1: Nice. That's it. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone.
0: Bye. See ya. Adios. Part of the Podcateers Network.